everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 59 with Shannon McGinstry. She's a social media expert, trainer, and public speaker. She goes over all things social media. We talk about the algorithm, how to get around it, how to work with it. And also, if you're a small company, some tips and tricks on social media marketing. Before we get into the episode, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts. And now I hope you enjoy episode 59 with Shannon McGinstry. Hello, Shannon. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pro Series podcast. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Really excited. I'm so glad to talk to you because social. I've, I've, speaking, I've spoken a couple times on social media and just I grew kind of organically just not knowing the basics. I, I really did not know what I'm doing. Um, but I love talking to professionals like yourself that help out other companies um, because ultimately social media is so hard to grow on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a time suck to so many people because yeah. I think they, well, they know they need to be there, <laughs> yes. but there's a lot of misinformation out there because there's so many, I think people get lost with like, you're allowed to have a different goal than someone else. Right. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, it all works out and it's constantly changing, especially Instagram. I was just actually on a call with someone that runs a social media for another company here in Pittsburgh. And it it changed like there's no way you could be an expert in social media because like it or at least in Instagram because they're changing like every month. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's constantly new updates. You know, you definitely have to adapt. Um, but what I do tell a lot of people, if they're frustrated, I'm like, look, Instagram, it's always been a storytelling app. So when we get frustrated, kind of go back to that mm-hmm. storytelling and marketing, but yeah, it's a lot to keep up with a yeah. lot. And is that, so what, how, what's your origin story? How did you start in social media? Is that, uh, did you run something, get frustrated and kind of want to do research or did, what, how did that happen? Yeah. So it kind of, I guess it happened pretty organically. Um, I do have a background in marketing and communications. Okay. And after college, I went on to CNN. I thought that was my dream job. I was like, I want to work in news. I want to work in the control room. Like that was my goal was to work in the control room. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but you know, it was long hours. I was there during kind of crazy time in the world during Katrina, the tsunami. And it was just like kind of a dark time. And, um, I was living in Atlanta. I'm from DC and I loved Atlanta, but after a while I was like, I want to go home and um, kind of bopped around to different marketing roles over the several years. And then eventually I was at a position, a sales job and the Facebook page was blank. And I was like, can I take a stab at it? So I kind of started doing, it wasn't even part of my job description, but um, it became part of my job description, but I started managing the Facebook page. And I was like, this is actually a lot of fun because it combines my love of video and copywriting and everything all into one. And I was like, actually, this is exactly what I want to do. And um, it was still not being taken seriously at the time. This was like 2013. So it wasn't an actual role. And now I was like, I don't want to do the other side. I just want to do Facebook and the LinkedIn pages and stuff. Um, so I had my daughter and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do this by myself. And I did. And I started working with mainly realtors in the DC area, other small local businesses who I knew needed help. And I knew that I could like walk in and go, hi, I can help you. <laughs> Give me your phone. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I started managing and then it, and then a few years later, I was like, wait, I should be doing this for my own business. I was not showing up on social for myself at all, just for my clients. 
so then I started doing what I was doing for my clients for myself probably around like 2016 and it went from there. That's crazy. So, so now you're consulting with, um, do people call you and how does that work? Yeah. So I have a few different things I've got, you know, I do quick audits. I'll do a one hour consultation, or I also have, you know, programs where I basically am your reels director for months and help you come up with all the concepts, the captions, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so I love the consulting side. I, I do still manage. I still have some of my clients who I've had for five plus years and it's good because I still get to see what goes on behind the scenes of not just my industry, but others, right? Because like you were saying, it's hard to call yourself an expert unless you're really in the trenches and following all this stuff. And even tomorrow, there might be something new that I'm like, I have to learn it. I can't just, you know, so being still a social media manager helps me be a better consultant. Cause I'm like, Hey, most of my people are not social media managers or social media consultants. So a lot of people out there calling themselves experts are like in this little happy bubble. Let's share Instagram tips. And of course it's going to grow on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Um, But find, you know, it's important to find someone who helps other people grow like a plumber or (laughs) a farmer's market. Right. Cause it's, it's different and um, there's different strategies, but again, it all goes back to what your goal is as a business. Absolutely. So um, mainly my following or my, my listeners on this podcast are real estate mm-hmm. agents or right. designers and such. Um, and what I've heard from most of them is they just don't have the time or they just can't mm-hmm. think of something to post. Like, you yeah. know, they're, they're putting all their time into like maybe a finished job, but their jobs aren't done for months and months out. What, what do they fill in with the buffering? Is that where you come in? You could help out with them? Yeah. And actually, I love that you said buffer because I call them filler content. Oh, okay. So uh, with all our realtors that we manage, um, we basically have a bunch of filler posts ready to go. So weeks that like they're on vacation or they're like, Shannon, I'm so busy. Leave me alone. Figure something out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it could be, especially if you're a realtor who's lucky enough to have some gorgeous listings from the past. Mm-hmm let's be real people on Instagram is very different from TikTok and other platforms, right? Um, it's a storytelling app, but it's also an app where people like to look at pretty things. Like Instagram yeah. is still in this very aesthetically pleasing platform, um, which I know people think, oh, it's a highlight reel. And sure, maybe it is, but like, we like to go on Instagram and kind of look at the pretty things. And TikTok, we go see the raw, raw works on Instagram too. But like I tell my agents, I'm like, you guys have it really easy. You really do. Cause if you have pretty listing photos, you can make those last a long time. Um, but yeah. what's funny, as I say, what's always going to get you the most engagement is the silly selfie you take before you're open or the silly, like the, the closing photo with your clients, the behind the scenes, always, always, always. But if you're like, I have nothing to post, I'm sick or whatever it is. I'm like, grab a pretty photo from one of your listings, one of your favorite listings, throw that up there and be, you know, which do you prefer white or black kitchen? But instead of stock images, use your own and be like, this was from a recent listing and tell the story. This person found me on Instagram or this person found me through their uncle, right? Like tell the story. And as long as a social media manager like myself knows the story behind that listing, we can pull from that. It could be a listing from five years ago. It doesn't matter. They want to know the story of why you help the client. Um, And it doesn't always have to be the client's face. It could be. So we create a bunch of those when we start with a client. So we have them ready to go. And then as we work with them, if they have a closing, we throw that in first, obviously. If they have a new listing, we throw all that in first. But every agent I work with, I'm like, 
dude, when you're at the house for the photos, the real estate photos, like take a picture of the photographer taking the pictures. It sounds so silly, but that does better than the actual listing photos. Oh yeah. And it also it's, has the other agents that follow them be able to relate to them and yes. that out. Yes. And like the dirty side, I always joke, I'm like, take a photo of you wiping down the shower door before an open. Like it's, you know, and then they can swipe and make fun of it. Be like, what you think we do, what we actually do, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, yeah. And a lot of people just think they have to, and I think it's just society is kind of created that everything has to be that pretty picture. Yes. Um, and you can't be silly and you can't, um, you always have to be polished. And I yes. think that's, I was even in that same mindset when I'm posting, mm-hmm. I, I, everything has to be perfect, but in real estate agents or designing, you can make four or five different posts just for one job. You can make a reel, you can make like Easily. behind the scenes. Like it's just a different way of thinking you have to be in. I love it. And, you know, and again, as agents, if you want to show how you go above and beyond for your clients, maybe take a photo of the kitchen with your phone and then show the real estate, you know, after and show, Hey, look at the difference between these two. This is why you hire me. Cause I, you know, get the job done or whatever it is, but um, it's the raw authentic, like I said, but like you could, when I say like the pretty house photos, we like pretty house photos, but when it comes to you as a realtor, we want the real authentic. Yes. Like it needs to be that perfect mix. If I go to your Instagram and it's just pretty house, pretty house, pretty house, pretty house, pretty house. I mean, that's going to work for some people, but at a realtor, like maybe an interior design company, right? We want to see that. But even every nine photo, I always tell people every ninth photo, put your face, like, or at least the client's face or the dog, your dog, the client's dog, like add some heat. Yeah. Like something to attach to other than, um, just that you're just going to look like a pottery barn Instagram, which I love pottery barn. Um, but you know, we want to know the human behind the interior designer. We want to know the human behind the realtor, but sprinkle it in when you have those weeks where you have nothing, grab a pretty photo, make it kind of cheeky and fun, get people to vote if they prefer brass or whatever, like those are fine, but they'll only get you so far. It's that perfect mix of like behind the scenes, establishing yourself as an expert, local content. Oh my gosh. Hyper local reels. I tell every realtor, I'm like, go do a tour of your favorite coffee shop or show your three favorite dog parks. Like you're the realtor who loves what, what are you besides selling homes? And that's where so many realtors miss that mark. They don't take themselves as a personal brand, but they are a personal brand. That's good. I didn't even think about it. When you said every nine picture put yourself a lot of designers if I'm thinking about they're posting all their finished products of their designs with them not in it and it's giving their brand no identity yes and even if it's like them putting the flowers on a coffee table it doesn't have to be like Olin Mills yeah, had shot, right <laughs> um but I know a lot of interior designers especially get really hung up on it because they want that perfect grid yeah you know, again, if you want to have fun with it, if you really want to keep it like the same, very sharp, clean images, maybe you have a beautiful brand shoot, but then you could swipe. Maybe it's a Friday intro post, right? Mm-hmm. Type of content. First one is your headshot and then go swipe to see what I look like on the weekends. And it's like you hiking with your family, whatever it is, right? Um, we love that because again, we can attach to something. We can bond over something. Um, it's, I tell everyone, whenever they're struggling with Instagram, I'm like, what would you post today if you weren't selling anything? And like, post that. <laughs> That's a good point of a swiping. Because if they want that 
perfect profile grade, they still could have it, but they can still have it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Way to think about yep. that. Or huh. again, a reel, a reel could be you saying, you know, whatever. And, but the cover photo can be that beautiful image that you love, but then you're giving yeah. people the best of both worlds, the authentic raw side, plus the beautiful aesthetic looking shot. Absolutely. So what's your advice on how often to post? Okay. So I love this question because again, it comes down to your goals. Okay. Um, if you're trying to be an influencer and trying to get, you know, obviously you might want to post more. Um, but my rule always is about f- my goal every week is four. Okay. That's my goal for myself and my clients. Um, I usually post Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all see really good growth and that, that doesn't hit qual- like quality doesn't hit, take a hit that way. Cause you know, we're not forcing a piece of content that doesn't land. Yeah. Um, and if I think a piece of content is not going to land, I'm like, we're not posting this. Like, let's yeah. find something else. So, but I always encourage people to try to do stories every day, even if it's just two or okay. three, something. Okay. If it's just your breakfast, I don't care what it is. Put something up because that's kind of like your open door to your store, having that little ring around your face. Um, I usually completely go dark on stories every Saturday night. So I don't post again until Monday. I give myself a break on Sundays uh-huh. and those are my content creation days. That way I'm not looking at Instagram, not comparing. I'm not worried. I'm just like, what do I want to say? <laughs> you mm-hmm. just create, but that's what I do. That's what I do for myself, my clients. And we still see great growth. And what we, what I do for myself and my clients is I figure out what's working and I just double down. And you'll notice like a lot of my content, um, not the same exact message, but yeah, same kind of message. Just in different ways, in different formats, right? Um, similar tips that I know will perform well. And again, I know with realtor, I know what people love on Instagram. And it's like, it's the stuff that we can attach to the, the empathetic messages that we need to hear things that we relate to. So again, with um, realtors, it's like, we relate to local things. If I'm scrolling Instagram and I see on the rails tab, like the ice cream shop down the street, I'm going to stop. I'm gonna be like, Oh my gosh, that's the ice cream place we go to. Or, you know, like, um, the, the realtors doing like little neighborhood tours are killing it. Right. They're like, Oh, this is the newest shopping center that opened. It's going to go crazy. And again, this goes back to your goal. Since a lot of your listeners are local, don't worry about having a million followers. Worry about having 2000 people in your neighborhood who lean on you and look to you for what to do that weekend. Yeah. They're sharing it with all their friends. They're going to go, they might shout you out on stories and say that in your reel, like tag me when you go to X. So I know that, you know, like, yeah, it's just a connection point. It's all about connection. Instagram is all about connection and storytelling. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's smart. I've always told people about the stories. I never let my story run dry, but recently Mm -hmm. I read about if you let it run dry for a couple yep. hours and then you repost, you get yep. more interaction and it does work like crazy. I usually, every tw- every like 12 hours I put something on, but now I've been waiting and it does yep. like double. It's crazy it how crazy? that works. Cause it all comes down to engagement. Cause if I, I mean, I'm one of those people, I put up a lot of stories, but I just, yeah. I've always documented my day. Even before I did business, this was like what I, um, before I started marketing my, my business, I was doing it with my own personal account, uh, showing where we're going to, you know, Trader Joe's or, you know, whatever we're doing. Yeah. So I do a lot of stories. And what happens is you'll notice as you do about usually around the three to four story mark, there's a dip. 
And it's almost like you lose almost half your viewers sometimes. Okay. Not half, but you lose a percentage and then you lose more, you lose more because we are watching and we're dipping out, we're dipping out. So the less views compared to your followers, Instagram's going to start pushing you down the line because it's it notices you're losing engagement. I mean, that's my theory. I don't know how, but like yeah. that makes sense to me. It does like, make sense. Yeah. So when you go dark and now you're back up and people, you get a thousand people to watch your story rather than the 400. Instagram's like, ooh, and pe- more people are interacting. So I always tell people, I'm like, it's actually really good to stick around three to four because your views will stay up. But if you've got something to share, keep going. You know, yeah. um, I know agents that every Tuesday do a, go like a broker open tour. They share every single house, but they keep people watching because every Tuesday, it's almost like a, a TV show that people look forward to. They know every Tuesday, yeah. you're going to put up all these photos from these brokers opens they went to, and you have to guess the price. And it's fun. So like, if you're going to do a lot of stories like I do, you got to keep people watching to be like, hey, like I'm about to share something really good on story five, stick with me because we just lose, we lose our, we lose their attention. Absolutely. So what, right now I know in the beginning of summer, like Reels was the thing because Instagram was going through an awkward period where they wanted to be TikTok and they ruined everything in my opinion but what is the go-to now like is is it still reels still reels but I will say I've had so many myself clients carousel posts go bananas now my rule now for everyone is if you're going to post a static post because everyone's like static posts are dead I'm like yeah add one more to that static post and you'll double your engagement because Instagram's all about watch time so if I see your post and maybe it's this podcast right if it's just one I'll look at it read it bye but if I swipe and then I read the next graphic or I look at the next photo zoom in play around (laughs) like look at things double tap Instagram's taking note of that so it'll show more people so I tell people even if you're just a static tweet like maybe the next one have like follow me and your information just have at least one other photo or full 10 you know people love a good photo dump we do we we want a reason to scroll. If we, if you tell us to scroll and swipe through, we will, and your engagement will go like double. Oh, absolutely. There's all those. Um, I follow like, like people like you that talk about social media, and they do a whole story of like how to grow. And I, I read those every night, and that's every single my my. If you go to my feature page or like my yeah. first page, discovery page, it's all of those. It's all carousels. And yeah. I think it's because we actually, we really like to absorb that type of content because it feels like a book. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I tell people all the time, they, we used to, a lot of my carousel posts back in the day were like whole master classes, right? It was like step one and then like a whole like 2000 words or 2000 characters. Um, now, I think ever since COVID, to be honest, like we all got overwhelmed, right? So mm-hmm. now when you're reading a carousel post, it almost reads like a caption. It's like the first slide is a hook. The next is a little bit of an intro. The next is meat and potatoes, yeah. um, but it's not overwhelming. It's very simple, simple carousel posts. Yeah. And then at the end, there's like, you know, that call to action saying, save this, et cetera. And I tested it out because I was noticing and it went crazy. So if you're doing carousel posts, um, you can literally take a caption of yours that you've really liked and just make that a carousel post. It doesn't have to be a guide. It doesn't have to be a masterclass. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. And with, what's your opinion on Instagram leaving or getting rid of IGTV? So I was sad about it, to be honest. Like I really liked IGTV. I did too. Um, I don't 
I feel like that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, but I also like that you could like fast forward and I don't know also. But um, yeah, so now everything's a video or everything's a reel. But I will say if you're like, gosh, why does every stinking video have to be a reel? Again, the carousel posts, you can put videos in the carousel posts and those will stay. They won't. That's true. And if it's one long video, there's apps to break it apart. Yes. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. I I really liked IGTV. Um, Of all the features to get rid of, I was like, I don't know why you got rid of that one. I know. They already had the real feature. Like, why get rid of it? I don't know. So I I should, I need to look more into it because, you know, again, every time they do one of these things, I know it must mean that IGTV was not keeping people on the app. And that's always what it comes down to. If a feature is not keeping people there, yeah. they're going to get rid of it. Just like everyone was freaking out about some feature recently. And I was like, it's not going to roll out. I was like, people aren't going to like it. And it didn't because yeah. they roll it out. They see if it works. And if it doesn't keep people on, they get rid of it. So I guess I, that's all I can assume is that people on IGTV or people were not absorbing IGTV as much as they thought they would. Yeah. Even though we like, I think we as business owners liked it. Oh yeah. But I think the regular like the non-business owners <laughs> did not. Yeah. Or they I, didn't know how to use it. Cause right. They roll this stuff out and they don't teach anyone how to use it. Or, or sometimes they don't even tell people that they're changing it. Right. You log right. into and the app and straight. it's gone. Yep. yep. Yeah. I used to put the whole episode of the podcast on and it yeah. did so well. And now I'm down to reels because it won't let me post a full like episode because sometimes they're 25 30 minutes long yeah and I can't do it so it's going to YouTube now and I just post a reel like a highlight of the episode but it's not as right. fun no I know I know it's such a pain it's it's one of those things that I was like you guys should have just left that one alone <laughs> yeah what's but. your opinion on music to um a reel because that could generate more follow or more exposure right oh yeah um you definitely want to look for trending sounds okay and what it will look like as you're scrolling, you'll see the audio scrolling at the bottom. And if there's a little or the music, and if there's an arrow pointing up to the right, that means it's currently trending. Um, A good rule of thumb that I do is I'll tap on the audio. If there's maybe a thousand or less other videos, it will show you how many videos have been created with the sound. That's the money spot. You want to get like 500 or less videos because that means it just started trending. And when you hop on, you typically see a good jump. Um, if it's a song that has like 500,000 reels, it's, it means the trend's been around a while and it's on its way out. Yeah. So, uh, but it's especially lost. with realtors. I, yeah. And I mean, I tell realtors this all the time and finally one of my people did it and they're like, oh my gosh, that's my top performing reel. And what it was, was just, they, I, they grabbed a newly trending sound. It was kind of, you know, good energy, fun audio. And they just had a really pretty listing. And it was, I think it was the day of the listing photos. So the house was bright, clean. And they literally just went from like left to right. They panned really slowly for about five seconds. And it went bananas. Um, it's so weird. Like reels are, we overthink all of it. And I'm like, reels are, you know, I hate the term dumbed down, but, you know, don't make them complicated. Like we just yeah. want to see something pretty. We want to see an inspiring message or we just want to laugh really fast. Um, and then there's the reels I do that are 90 seconds where I do a long tip and that performs well too, but you really got to come with it, you know, and Mm -hmm. I know realtors don't have time to write a script, you know, (laughs) or if you do do it, but, um, I mean, those little tiny clips that are already sitting in your camera roll, probably put it to some trending audio, 
with a really cool hook or maybe just the address of the property or sneak peek, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And you, you never know. It could totally explode at least um, locally. And what's so cool is for years, I've been saying local hashtags, tag your location, engage with local businesses. And people are like, oh, I can work with people all over. I'm like, it doesn't matter. That is an instant connection point when someone sees you down the street. So what's so crazy is I just moved to North Carolina less than two years ago. And ever since I did, I get all these followers from North Carolina. And it's because Instagram knows that that is a natural connection point. So it pushes more and more. Instagram is pushing content from users local to you, to your feed. And you might notice it as you're scrolling. You'd be like, oh, that's someone in Pittsburgh. Or yeah. it'd be like, best hikes in Pennsylvania. And you're like, how the heck did it know? I mean, it's, it knows we'll attach to that and watch it again. Instagram is like, what can we show them that will make them stop them from scrolling or putting the phone down? So yeah. for realtors and interior designers who work locally, like it's a, it's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And also terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched um, the social dilemma on Netflix? Oh yeah. 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 That whole it's just terrifying the way yes. it's going. Yeah. What yeah. So for hashtagging, I know like in the beginning, like Instagram, like maybe, maybe five, six years ago, hashtags were huge and the great way to um, grow because they didn't have music to help you grow. Um, right. Are they still there? Like, are they still good yes. to use? You'll okay. start seeing people saying hashtags are dead. That's not true. Um, again, if you have the right strategy, then not dead. I had a client's post go crazy just because of their hashtags the other day. Um, and like 80% of the people that saw it were not followers and it was because of the hashtag. So biggest rule of thumb is make sure the hashtags align with the content itself. So again, a realtor, say you are doing like a tour of the new restaurant that opened. I don't know, like make mm-hmm. use, like I'm from DC, right? So with that, if I was doing that for a client, I would use hashtags like DC Eats, DMV Foodie, DC Restaurants, and then I would use DC Realtor, DC Living, um, things to do in DC, right? I would make sure that those hashtags make sense for the content. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like DC Kids if it's not a kids restaurant, that makes sense. Like yeah, Instagram is smart. It does not want you using hashtag, um, let's say the Oscars were on that night and you knew it was going to be trending. Like you can't use like Oscars 2023, just right. Like you can't, it has to align with the content or you're going to find it. Um, so definitely get all your local hashtags or DC business, right? DC business owners. There's so many cool hashtags out there that you probably don't even know about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so an interior designer, right? I, I would, if it was a dining room, I'd use dining room hashtags, interior design hashtags. And then if it say they were in DC, DC business owner, DC interior design, um, things like that, if that helps. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's what it's doing is categorizing. So think about what you, if you're in like old school, what were they called in the library? Like the, um, oh, I know you're talking about. Uh, Isn't that sad? The, I can't think of the name of it. The, it's like the Dewey Decimal System. Like how yeah, like that, right. So just like think of how they would categorize, like where would you be in that system? If you, if someone was searching for your content, in the wild, you know, if it was yeah. like before the days of the internet. Um, so again, hashtags aren't dead, but use them smart in a smart right. way, but also make sure your caption includes keywords because those tie together. Oh. So again, if you are doing a tour of a place, make sure you say this DC restaurant, right? Like 
that matches up with the hashtag, matches up with the video, and Instagram's like, whoosh, and sends it out to Should people you that are- be using all 30 hashtags that they allow you to use? It is up to you. I find my sweet spot is around 20. Um, okay. But that's, again, testing. Ooh, I okay. tested all of it. And I would use more than less, but don't just throw in 10 extra hashtags because you, just because you're only at 20. Like okay. I make sure I, I got my 20. I'm like, these are good. They serve me well. There's no reason for me to throw more in them except might mess up and confuse the algorithm of like, who the heck am I supposed uh, to show this to? And do they go in your, do they go in a comment on the page or do they go into your caption? Instagram officially came out and said the caption is preferred. Again, I've tested both. It, if you put it in the comments, it will still work, quote unquote. Okay. But they say it performs better in the caption. But if you're out of room because you had like too many words, maybe your listing was too long or whatever, it'll still work in the comments. But um, gotcha. I I put mine in the caption now. Okay. See, I've, just I've tested it, but it was so far. I'm learning so much, actually. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, joining. I feel like we talk about this all day long. Oh, I definitely could. <laughs> and it changes like every month too. So yes. that's the frustrating part. I know. And that's why people need is, you. That's yeah, why I think people it, need you. Right. Well, and I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, well, it's why I'm in business because like, it's always changing. But, you know, I try to just kind of simplify for people. Like, look, Instagram, even though it's changed, think of it how it was in the beginning. It's like, they, we still want to see pictures of your dog. We still yeah. want to see where you're going to get your coffee. We still want to see the human side where you went to vacation. Mm-hmm. We still want to see that. Oh, so every yeah. agent, interior designer, I mean, interior design might be a little different. Again, it depends on your brand and who you are. Um, but especially the realtors, I tell all of them, I'm like, your page should look more like a personal page than a business one. Yeah. It, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that because that, that's something I always teetered with. Like, do you bring mm-hmm. a lot of personal into it? And I'm fine with it to an extent. Like I don't bring family members just because they don't want to be on or right. um, like exterior pictures of my house. I don't post um, yeah. just for safety, but, uh, yeah. um, but I have a little bit because I, people love seeing um, videos of my dog. So like yes, it, I mean, it just keeps coming and I'll, I'll obviously keep posting about them, but yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's funny. I tell everyone, I'm like, if your engagement's down, get engaged, get married, <laughs> yeah. have, have a baby or get a dog. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see it all go up. But you know, everyone's always surprised when I look at their insights. I'm like, here's your top performing post. They're like, it's my kid's birthday. I'm like, yeah, because mm. it's human. But that doesn't mean don't talk about business and sell. It's just, there should be a, a good balance. So you're Absolutely. not just a solo page, you're, you're a person. Absolutely. And that's something like I'll go to like a work event and I'll, I'll meet someone that I've, I've never met before, but right. they know me because of social media. And they're like, I feel like I know you. And that's a good feeling. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right with my social media. I love that. And that also is a testament because if they meet you and you feel like the same energy in person, it's like very reassuring yeah. to people and trust is like immediate. I need to start asking that question after. <laughs> Do I fulfill it? <laughs> I'm sure it is. Cause I, I think if they didn't say that, they'd be like, Oh, I don't yeah. know you. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, um, they want to work with the realtor they, that's approachable. Yeah. Or if you're the bulldog realtor, that's like, really, I mean, that's fine too, but like, just be who you are. And 
plus it makes it like fun when you meet the person there's something to talk about already they're like you're from there i know i have family there and it's all about the connection point we just want to bond we want to feel validated we want to feel seen and that's what social media does for us exactly well thank you so much shannon for coming on today i want to end with where people could follow you or find you yeah so on instagram i'm just uh at shannon mckinstry my name's a little lengthy. <laughs> um, if you search your social media mentor, I'll pop up that way too. Um, Instagram's where I hang out mostly. I'm also pretty heavy on LinkedIn and just got going on TikTok. Uh, but it's, that's a whole nother day. Um, but yeah, I, I have a couple ways we can work together. My website's just shannonmckinstry.com. Everything is on there. I do one-on-one consultations. Um, and then I also have a membership where uh, I run with my business partner and we have lots of realtors, interior designers in there, bloggers, all sorts of different uh, types of professions. And we give you your caption templates every month. We have live um, trainings with guest experts from copywriters to TikTok experts, all sorts of wow. stuff related to business and social media. So that's that's a very low cost offer that we have. That's um, if you're looking for a community and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for coming on today. Can't wait. Thank you. Thanks, Eric.